Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. All right. If you are watching this recording, you might notice my new spectacles. (laughs) I bought some blue light glasses since I'm in front of a computer screen pretty much all day long. (laughs) And I sort of love them. They're really fun. I picked the tortoise ones. And I was just saying before I hit record that the black ones are in second place for me. The clear ones would be third place. And the fourth that are the rose colored ones, I think I'm going to give those to Mackenzie because I just don't think I can rock them. I know this is just a thought, but some things we don't need to thought coach through. We can just bless and release and move on, right? So, so, so excited. Couple of announcements before we get coaching. Number one. Mark your calendars for October 20th at 10 a.m. It's a Wednesday, October 20th, 10 a.m. I am going to be doing a free webinar on how to get in the zone, what the zone is, why you want to be in it, and why now is the perfect time to get yourself in the zone. I'm going to give you tips and tricks on how to do it. It's going to be 30 minutes long. And at the end of it, I'm going to give you our coaching program, the offer that I have for you for it. But if you're not interested in that part, you don't have to, you don't have to keep going with that part. What I'm going to give you as far as content on the zone and how to get in it, what is it, why you want to get in it right now is going to give you so much value for free that you are not going to want to miss this. Your team is not going to want to miss this. Anyone in business doesn't want to miss this. But specifically, I'm going to be speaking to network marketers. Obviously, that's my passion. That's why we're all here, right? But I don't want you to miss it. So October 20th at 10 a.m., Big stars, circle, highlighter, get it all over the place. Set a reminder. Tell your husband to tell you to remind you. Don't miss it. It's going to be incredible. And I have a ton of freebies that I'm going to give away on that call. I have early bird stuff that you're going to have access to when you attend that webinar. And I'm going to have... uh, a whole new way that I give you the podcast and downloadables and things like that. We have so much coming down the pipe. I literally cannot wait. I'm like, is it October 20th yet? Because I just want to tell you everything right now. And, um, but it's not ready yet. So it's going to be ready. We're just doing all the final things, but I'm so excited. Obviously I'm like bouncing off the walls here telling you, and if you're just hopping on, I'm wearing the glasses because I'm in front of a computer so much. I figure I would try the blue light thing. So here they are in their glory. Okay. We are going to get started <coughs> with coaching. Obviously my cough didn't go away with the smoke, so I can't blame it on the smoke anymore. I just get to blame it on the vid from a year ago. Smoke brought it back. And then now I don't know. I guess it's here to stay for who knows how long. We'll just keep the cough drops coming. Okay. 
Are you getting my Feel It Friday emails? Raise your hand if you are receiving my Feel It Friday emails. Some of you are like, I don't know what she's talking about. I have no idea what she's talking about. Every single Friday, I send you an email called Feel It Friday. And in it, I teach you seven to eight minutes on a concept about yourself, your brain, your life, your business. It varies from week to week. The one that I just recorded for you is about bridge thoughts. That's what's this here. So I'm going to flip it now because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But it reminded me that I wanted to ask you if you are getting them. If you are not getting my emails still, please email me today. Hello at emilygibsoncoaching.com. I will have my assistant manually forward you the Feel It Friday messages you have missed because you are totally missing out if you're not getting them. The people who are receiving them are emailing me, Facebook messaging me, Instagram messaging me, telling me how much they're learning from them, how much it's enhancing their experience and the things that we learn here. Or if they miss the call here, they just do the Feel It Friday video because it's only eight minutes, super short. You're missing out if you're not getting them, okay? So email me. The email address is hello at emilygibsoncoaching.com. Email me, say, hi, Emily, I'm not getting your emails and I want them. And then I'll have my assistant add you to the list. And you're going to love it. It's amazing. Okay. And there's one every single Friday. All right. We are going to start with Nicole. Where is Nicole? Nicole, can you unmute yourself? Hello. Here you are. Do you want to turn your camera on? Sure. I are out in my car hiding from. So it's fine. It's every mom, right? Yes. I I go pick up my daughter from carpool on uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays from dance late at night, like what I consider to be late at night, like 9 p.m. And when I get home, she goes inside. And last night she goes, are you going to do this stay in the car thing again? I'm like, yep. 100%. She's like, dad's not, dad doesn't like it when you do that for long, long time every night. I'm like, he'll be fine. Right. <laughs> and I went inside and I said, the kids are saying you don't like when I do the car thing. He's like, the car thing is fine. They're just being dramatic. So <laughs> moms know the car thing, the car thing. All you have yep. to say is I'm doing the car thing. <laughs> okay. Nicole, what can I help you with? Ah, so I have two main questions that I have. My first one is, is I'm a nurse and uh, right now my job is very demanding. It's become totally way worse with COVID, but I find myself with a lack of compassion that I know I need in my business for my people, for my customers, ambassadors, and for just to be there in that presence. And I feel like I can't refill my cup fast enough, if that makes sense, um, because it's just gotten so bad over this whole terribleness. So I, I'm looking just for advice on what I can do with that. Can you tell me of a recent example of when you haven't been able to have compassion for someone around this topic? 
So I find that I don't answer messages right away. Um, I come home and I don't want to be around my children because it's, of course, I come home after a 12 hour shift and it's mom, I need you, mom, I missed you. Um, and I ignore people. I start to ignore my messages. Um, somebody reached out and had some questions. I didn't respond to that right away. Um, there wasn't an exact example. It's just that I'm delaying, which is not good. When somebody has a question, they just need it answered. Or if they need more help in a situation, I find myself dreading looking into that and going, yes, let me help you. Instead of being eager and willing to serve, I don't want to serve because I, I just don't have that as much compassion, I feel like. So you said this was last night when you came home from work? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So came home last night from work. What time was it? I got home at 8.30 at night. At 8.30 p.m. Came home last night from work at 8.30 p.m., right? Let's go back to that moment. You walk in the door. It's 8.30. You just did a 12-hour shift. Yep. And you think what? I'm tired. I'm hungry. Um, I just need to get these scrubs off of me. And I just want to sit. I just want to sit. We're going to pick peace and quiet. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to pick that one. I just want to sit, right? We know you want to get the scrubs off. We know you want to peace and quiet, but really like the end goal is I just want to sit, right? Yeah. Yeah. And when you think I just want to sit, what emotion do you feel? Is this Um, where is coming in or is there something else here? I think it's possibly, I think I just want relief from the stress that I just dealt with for ends days when I do my shifts all in a row, um, just relief, just I know that you, I know you want relief, but what are you feeling when you walk in the door, the kids are running around, it's eight 30. You just got off a 12 hour shift. You think I want to take my scrubs off. I just want peace and quiet. And you think I just want to sit down. What emotion are you feeling right then in that moment when you're thinking, I just want to sit down. Dread. Okay. So we feel dread. And when we feel dread, you ignore messages, you avoid children. What does that look like when you avoid children? I feel very guilty because of course they're running to you. They're so excited that you're home. You, I initially just like, Hey, I just need some space. Um, but I don't feel good about it. I don't like it. Um, I don't like saying, Hey, can I just have five minutes until I come out or something like that? I just feel so guilty with that too. Did you say that last night when you were feeling dread? I just need five minutes go away. Mm -hmm. Or did you like hug them or like, what did you do with your body when you felt dread? I acknowledged them when I came through the door, I gave them each a hug and a kiss. And then I said, mommy needs five minutes. And I walked away. Okay. So hug and kiss kids and then walk away. And you would say that can go in the bucket of avoid children. Yeah. Okay. And then you have a thought about that and a, mo- and a feeling and then a whole new model, right? We know yes. that. Yes. yes. We know that. Yep. But we're just going to stay in this 
very quick moment of dread for a minute. Okay. Because when you are in that moment of dread, tell me, you said you ignore messages. At what point did you look at your phone in this moment of dread? I looked up and I saw the notification, but I didn't acknowledge it. I didn't answer it. I didn't reply. I just left it. I slipped at my phone and then just put it down. You're feeling dread. It lights up on your phone and you're like, oh, not going to do that. Yeah. And what's going on in your head? What are you thinking about your business when you're feeling dread and you're ignoring those messages? Um, I feel overwhelmed. I think just, I feel like when I get home, I need to process emotion, all the negative emotion, get it out of my internal headspace, and then kind of renew myself. Um, I feel guilty for not responding. I feel so in your uh, mind, are you beating yourself up for not responding? Yes. Okay. Yes. So we're, yeah. uh, we're beating self up when we're feeling dread. Uh, sounds like we're judging self a lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, any judgment of others? Like, is there a judgment of husband going on here? Like, why are the kids running to me? Doesn't he know that I need time? Any of that happening? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. He knows, he knows I handle it better if I have a small transition window. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he tries, but children are children and get excited when you come home. So that can't really be helped. Okay. So you ignore messages, you avoid children, you delay responding, you hug and kiss the kids, then you walk away, then you beat yourself up in your mind and you judge yourself. Yes. Anything that you're not doing when you feel dread? You mean I'm not taking, or what action am I not taking when I feel dread? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not responding. I'm not, we know you're avoiding, we know you're avoiding children. So we could say not connecting with family. Yes. Okay. Anything else we're not doing when we feel dread? I think I uh, subconsciously shirk from all responsibility when I walk in the door. Just please don't ask me to do anything. Please don't ask mommy for more water. Please don't ask me just the, yeah. So sort of like, um, we're not really giving ourselves a lot of self-love in this moment. It sounds like as well. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. We're working toward it. We're like, I just need my five minutes. Here comes self-care. I'm coming. Right. I'm going to take these scrubs off, but I'm not there yet because I'm feeling dread when I'm walking in the door. Right. So lack of self-love in this moment. (laughs) Right. It's like, just get it over with. I'm just, I want to feel relief. I need to feel relief. I got to get to that moment. Right. Yes. Yep. Um, and When you think about this thought, I just want to sit. What's the problem? What's wrong with that? Because I feel like what I'm observing, at least, and correct me if I'm wrong. In your mind, you're like, I just want to sit. And then I also hear you explaining to me that you shouldn't want to do that. You should want to like be with the kids. You feel guilty about not wanting to be with the kids. There's this, there's these emotions coming up, like 
I want to be able, I wish I could come home and do that, but I have no compassion. Mm -hmm. So why should you like, when you think I just want to sit or, um, and I, I should want to go be with my kids. Is that accurate? Yes. Why? Why should you want to go be with your kids? Uh, I feel like I should be, I guess, lots of mom guilt with working long hours um, and then being stressed out at work constantly. You come home and you transfer some of that stress on them. So I try really hard to keep them from that, from my emotions of my stress from work. Um, I don't know. I feel like I should just be a better mom. I should be able to just run up to them and be like, oh, thank goodness I missed you too. And just transition and just have a heart full of compassion um, again. <laughs> Why should you be able to do that? I feel like I would be a better person if I did that. Why? Because then I guess I have an imprint of what a good mom should be, what a good leader should be, um, (coughs) that I should be able to transition faster and be able to help my people and my family faster, I guess. It's kind of interesting because the result that I see here for you, right, is we look at this little fast, quick moment that happens when you come home from work, right? You, you come home from work last night, 8 30 PM. You think, you think the things like, you know, the scrubs, the kids, whatever, but really your mind is just like, I just want to sit down. Like that's the thought that's like most prevalent. It's like, I just want to sit down and you feel dread right in that moment. Right. Yes. Kids are running up to you and they're asking for water and they want your attention and you are avoiding them. You're giving them a hug and a kiss. Like it's like a due diligence, like a good mom. She greets the kids, like have to hug and kiss check. Now I need five minutes. Leave me alone. And in your head, you're like beating yourself up for even wanting the five minutes. You're ignoring the messages. Um, You're judging yourself. You're not connecting with your family. And there's this lack of self-love, right? And the result of that, that I'm observing is I am not the mom I want to be. True. And I'm not compassionate to me. That would be true. Which is kind of interesting because you're, you're like, I have this lack of compassion. For others, yeah. I wish I was more compassionate to others. Yeah, I just feel used at work. So I come home and I have, there's just nothing left. Right. There's no compassion for you in this situation. True. True. I mean, that's the, that's the result that is like big sirens on that I'm seeing. That sounds accurate. So it's no wonder you're not compassionate for others, right? Yeah. Because you're not compassionate with yourself right now. True. What's coming up for you? I've always struggled with a lack of worthiness 
and um, my love was measured, love given was measured by worth and by action. So you did more, love was more freely given, or there was more of it. The better you do, the more you're rewarded, just things like that. And so I struggle with that with, with work. Obviously, the more you do, you're not necessarily rewarded. You're just, you just need to do more. Um, yeah, I guess it comes down to, uh, just the lack of worthiness. All the things that you just told me, I've always struggled for worthiness. Love is something that you show with your work and your actions. The better you do, the more you're rewarded, right? It's like this, like, intense thing that like you have to put a lot of energy and effort into right and you're like this is how yeah. i was raised and so many of us have beliefs about ourselves and our lives because we've just been raised that way and we use that as something to uh, explain who we are and what we do. You're going to see this message come up and feel it Friday, but I've got to bring it up right now <clears throat> because we take what happens to us and then we decide what it means. And so what are you making it mean about you that you are avoiding your kids when you come home from work and you just want to go be alone for five minutes? Well, I make myself feel that I don't deserve it and I shouldn't be asking for it. But I know I'm a lot, my attitude goes down or my attitude is worse if I don't do it, but I feel bad for doing it. How, why, like, why are you feeling bad? Like who gets hurt when you take five minutes? Um, nobody, but somebody does in your mind. Um, well, I guess, I guess I would think my kids would. Yeah. And why, why are they getting hurt that you need five more minutes? Explain that to me. They should have, I don't know. I guess I could always, I feel like I just could be a better mom if I did that and that I need to do my utmost for my children because I didn't have that as a kid. Okay. So explain this to me a little bit more then, because you said that the way to show love is to give a lot of effort and a lot of time and a lot of action. Yes. So in the most perfect world where you could be the mom that you want to be, that you right now believe you cannot be, who is that? What does that mom look like? She spends time with her kids. She invests into her team. Into How, her much people time? How much time does she spend with her kids? Um, I would think just throughout the day, I don't have a specific time, I guess. But you work for 12 hours a day, right? True. So then how are you going to give enough time 
to be the mom you want to be? To do it on my days off or um, how are you going to do it on the days where you work? Spending some quality time with them when I get home. And what will that, what will that create for them? What did they get out of that? Um, excitement for when I come home. Isn't Um, that what they're already doing? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know, maybe something more special, more focused on what I'm doing. Right. Cause there's this, there's this belief, right? There's this belief that you have to do more. Right. Your kids need more action. They need more time from you. And the only way they're going to be blank, is it happy? Feel loved. Feel loved. The only way they're going to feel loved is if you give them more time. Yeah, I guess that is what I feel like. Okay. Attention, more time. Should they, should they feel more loved? I feel like any kid should feel more loved. I don't know. I Why don't have that? a good. Why should they feel loved? They deserve to feel loved. Your internet is pausing you. Oh, yes. They deserve to feel love. Why? Explain that to me. Fear around them that loves them, that supports them, that shows them that they could beneath be anything and then that they're loved unconditionally. So if they're loved unconditionally, what will happen with their life? Um, they'll be more confident. They'll be bolder. They will be able to take uh, more action and they be, they'll just be able to actually do some things that they want to do. Um, have you, uh, can you think of examples where you've met people or even just yourself where someone hasn't been loved enough, but they've still been able to be all those things that you just described? Um, I guess I have in my own way. Um, I, sorry, my internet cut out. Um, I, I, I think I have in my own way and I still struggle with it. Um, I was in a wheelchair for many years and told I wouldn't, sorry. Okay. I've got you. We've totally got you. It's told I wouldn't amount to much. No one would want to marry someone who needs this much help. You can't do what you want to do with your dreams. And um, you should just try for something easier. So, which was nursing school. So that's why I did it. 
was to prove them wrong. And I did. And I did very well in school. And I'm very good at what I do. And so my goal is to show that anybody can do this. No matter what they feel like, what they're told, um, how much love they have. Because ultimately our love is in God. And um, I'm valued by him. And so... It's kind of interesting what your brain is doing here because you just explained all of the amazing achievements that you've been able to do with nursing school and becoming a nurse against all odds and without a loving, supportive family unit getting you there. Yeah. But then your mind's like, Oh, but my kids have to have a loving, supportive unit to achieve everything that I've achieved. So I guess that's true. Explain to me, because I'm not quite understanding. Explain to me how giving them <coughs> perfect parental love with an undetermined amount of time that in your mind, there's an, an amount of time we can't can't figure out what it is, but in your mind, it's a lot there. It's more time than you can give right now. That's all we've been able to define so far. So explain to me how giving them perfect love with this unexplained, undetermined amount of time is going to make your children feel more confident, better able to achieve because I'm not following I think I am just compensating for what I feel like I had a lack of, maybe. Kind of interesting, isn't it? Yes. And even though I accomplished that, I want them to achieve even more than I have. And I want them to have all the right building blocks to do all the the good things that they're going to accomplish. Um. So I feel like if I did better, that they could achieve more. What else is true? That I love them dearly. And um, I love my team and I love my family and I care a lot. And I want to serve them well. What are some other ways that you can show love? outside of this black and white thinking that you're in right now? I am. What are some like other ways my... that, what are some other ways that you are currently showing love that are outside of this definition of love is a lot of time. It's a lot of full attention. What are some other ways that are showing your children love right now? Um, I try to take my daughter on walks when I go, I try to think of small quality moments that I can make throughout the, my time or my day or in between things, having a what time right focus. Work? What about when you're at work and you're not home? How can you show them love when you're not with them? I don't know. I could. 
pray for them. They're both really, really young, so I can't like message them or anything. Um, so I don't know. Because I guess I equivalate love to direct interaction. Yeah, it's kind of fascinating how your brain keeps skipping to those actions. Yeah. In person, has to be in person. Yes. Yeah. I grew up in a family of divorce and my parents lived in two different states. So I lived with my dad through kindergarten and then I lived with my mom first through fifth grade. And then I lived with my dad from sixth grade through my first two years of college. And then I moved to Idaho and finished college there. But I have never, I haven't lived with my parents in the same state since I was two and a half. And my dad is very successful in real estate and had is like top 1000 in the country last year. And I had a phone conversation with him. I'm just going to share this quick story just to show you perspective. Okay. But it's for you (laughs) and the thought work that I've had to do around this. I called him and I was very emotional and I said, dad, why won't you come see us? It makes me feel like you don't love us or that you don't care about us. You have other priorities besides us. And he said, oh, honey, I love you so much. I'm just working really hard. And I made it mean that he doesn't love me. So I did a thought coaching model on it. And then I got coached by a master certified life coach. And one of the questions that he asked me, this life coach that I was being coached on this, is he said, can you think of a way that your dad could both be totally all invested in his work and be totally all in invested in loving you and caring about you? So I want to ask you that question. Can you think of a way that you can be at work on a 12 hour shift and that entire 12 hours still be showing your children love. Can you think of a way where that could, where they they could both exist? Um, maybe talking to them about, Hey, I'm going to be gone for work. Do you want to know? There I go to physical presence again. Um, Thinking about them throughout the day, I try to come home on my um, lunch break, but I get about twenty minutes of a lunch in between. Like I'm, I have to drive, Um, so I try to see them for twenty minutes when I'm gone. Um, But that's physical presence again. So I would really have to think about that. I don't have one that just pops into my head at the moment. Um, One of the things that you started to say was you were like, yeah, I'm at work all day and I'm thinking about them. Yeah. Is that a way to show love? I think it helps me. I'm not sure how it helps them, but yes. So you're thinking about them all day long. How can you show that love to them? Is it like, is there a way you could show that to them when you get home? I could tell them about it. How, what would you say? 
um, mommy did this funny thing or this thing happened and I thought of you today. Um, I tell them about different patients that have little grandkids just your age and he has a little boy that, you know, is your age. My daughter's name is Randy. So Randy, you guys are the same age and he likes blackberries. And I talk, try to talk to her about, you know, different things that my patient shares, nothing super personal, but just little details throughout my day or they watched a funny movie or I don't know. <laughs> and you're already like doing this? Yes. Yet your brain isn't giving credit. That's true. It's like, oh my gosh, you're not here enough. You're not doing enough in person. They, they're not feeling enough love. Yeah. Very true. So what I think would be so awesome for you (coughs) is if you could make a list of ways that you show your family love when you're with them and without them. Okay. So that you can slow your brain down a little bit to see that love is not something that is always shown with our actions. Love exists in our thoughts. Does it not? Yes. Yeah. Love is a feeling and our feelings come from our thoughts. True. So if we think about it, we take what happens to us and we decide what it means. You're a working mom that's away from the house for 12 hours. And right now you make that mean that there's this scarcity of time to show love to your family. True, very true. You can't be compassionate to others because you can't be compassionate to yourself. And then your result is I'm not the mom I want to be and I'm not compassionate to myself. Yes. But you get to choose what you think about working 12 hours, right? Yes. And it's not events that shape us. It's actually our beliefs that shape us. And all of these thoughts around, I always struggled for worthiness, for example. That's just a thought that you choose to have. It's a story that you're choosing to tell about yourself. True. And if whatever we think becomes our result and our children are a byproduct of our results and we want to offer them a better life than what we have, then... Right. First, beginning with compassion with ourselves and shaking up our own beliefs is how we give them a better life. Is it not? That, yes, that makes sense. So we don't really need more time with our kids. 
We don't really need to go on more walks with them. We can, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just offering to you (coughs) that right now there's a lot of black and white thinking and living in the past going on in your mind. That's not serving you. Yeah. Right. And really you're not, you're another result is I'm not enjoying being a mom. But like, you've done so much work to become someone who's a wife and have children and not be in a wheelchair anymore and have a nursing career and all these beautiful things. And you're not enjoying any of it because you're so wrapped up on this belief that you're not showing love the right way. So very true. Yeah. So what if you, what if you just toyed with this curiosity of self of, What's the right way to love someone? I like that. Is there a right way to love someone? Yeah. No. I'm really challenging challenging it. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I was thinking it would be more like each person's different and how can I show them love in different ways? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I love this. I love... um, I love the thought fair is not giving everyone the same fair is giving everyone what they need. I like that. You know? Yep. And we have to have self care of ourselves or we cannot take care of others. True. (laughs) Very true. Right. Yeah. A lot of awareness today for you. Very much. Thank now you. you get to, now you get to go and you get to spend time questioning these beliefs of, have I always struggled with worthiness? Is that true? Evidently not at some point because I defied them all <laughs> and went to school and broke all the rules, so they say. so. Right. So do we want to keep telling that story? No. Of I've always struggled with worthiness. Yeah, no. We can say like, I'm a fighter. (laughs) And I don't let anyone tell me what my future is going to be. I create my future. Yep. That is authentically you. True. That version of you is the mom that is all in for her babies. Yeah. Sweet. And now we just get to let these other stories go, but sometimes it takes time, right? Like it, I talk right. about how it's taken me years to let go of this thought that I'm not smart. I'm like, I can't believe I used to think I wasn't smart. I mean, it's like a new thing for me in the last six months where I'm like, I'm so smart. But like it's taken me years to let go of that old story where I'm like, I'm just not smart fourth grade math. And I'm like, that was horrible curriculum. Totally not my fault. I'm like super smart. I just like, didn't, didn't like apply myself. I don't know. Right. But like, it's these stories that we just, we like put them in a backpack and like, it's like so heavy. And we're like, I got to carry it with me. I've always struggled with worthiness. 
love is action only. And the better you do, the more you're rewarded. And I just, I can't refill. I can't, I, I don't want my kids to bother me. I, these messages, they're just, oh, it's just everything. And we're like, got to carry around this big, heavy backpack. You choose. Yes. You choose. You can just be like, we're just going to put that backpack over there. We're just going to leave it in the corner and it's going to collect dust and mothballs. And like, eventually we're just going to throw it into the DI pile. That's what we call the thrift store here in Utah. The DI is short for like Deseret Industries. And it's where you like give all of your clothes and toys that you don't want anymore, but you don't want to put in the trash. Right. And so you're just going to like give it away one day. You're going to be like, it's just taking up space. Cause right now your brain's like, we can't quite give it away yet because it feels so secure. Remember? Cause we had these worthiness issues and like, if we give them away, like that's not scary. We've always like mm, held them tight. Yeah. So yeah. we just, just put the backpack down and we can just put it in the closet for right now. And then when like, we realize we don't need it and we haven't actually worn it in like five years, we can be like, I don't even know what's in there anymore. I'm just going to give it away. Like sometimes that's what I'll do when I'm going through old stuff in my garage, like there was a box that we moved two years ago, two and a half years ago, we moved in, there was a box and it had never been opened. And I was like, to my husband, I was like, let's just throw it away. She's like, no, we got to open it. I'm like, let's just throw it away. We don't know what's in there. Like, it's probably like, let's do it. Let's live on the edge. We'll just throw it out. We won't even know what's in there. We've lived with it. We've lived without it for two and a half years. And like, some of you are just like, what did she do? Did she open it? Did she throw it away? Uh, I opened it just so you know, he was like, no, open <laughs> it. And I found the, um, the like paper holders, like that I use on all the holidays. Like, you know, like the, like you put the napkin through, it's like the really, yeah, decorative. yeah I found them. And everything else in the box was totally worthless. And I was like, I can't believe this giant box has been taking up so much space in our garage. So I grabbed out the six napkin holders and I put the whole box in the garbage. And what feeling do you think I felt? Relief. What feeling do you think you're going to feel? Relief. There it is. I'm so excited for you. It's going to be worth the work. Thank you. You are so welcome. You're so welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Is it Holly or Michelle? Jossie? (coughs) Maybe they will know. Is it Holly? I know it's not Holly. Oh, it's Michelle. Okay. Michelle, it's you. (laughs) So, yeah. I know you and Holly have been working on something, trying to get a time that we have. And that's why I was like, maybe, maybe my assistant has set it up for me. And I just didn't know yet, but she's like, I don't know. (laughs) So I'm so sorry, you guys. (laughs) It always works out. Michelle, you're up. I'm up. Uh, I've been sitting here because I'm just like, okay, you asked her one, you asked Nicole one question and off she went. And I'm just sitting here like, what do I want to talk to you about? Uh. Yeah. You don't Um, have to come prepared with anything. I'll just pull it out of you if you don't have something. 
All right. Well, start pulling. Okay. Um, business coaching or life coaching? Ah, like probably. personal stuff is my question. Yeah. Um, it could probably go either way. Um, we are, I am senior gold and, um, we, I've been senior gold for a year, which is fine. Um, one thing that I do know that happens, um, I've had three legs that they went silver. One of them was almost senior silver. And then like everybody died off. And that was just in the past year. And Holly is my gold and she is absolutely amazing. Um, she just, we just, we've been working together daily. Um, I say that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, because Thursday and Friday I work. Um, and so she's been, you know, work, we've been working together there, but, um, I just, I I feel like, you know, I don't, I guess it's like just having things to post and I, we, I read books and I listen to podcasts and I hear the things and I write them down and then I can't find them. And, um, just, I think keeping everything going and feeling like a leader, And I don't, I know that that's something that we grow into, but we also have to feel it before we are it. You know, we have to say, you know, if I were, you know, if I'm a leader, then what, what are the things I'm doing? And I don't feel like I'm doing those. Um, Because I want to grow faster. So tell me. At the beginning of the call, you got a little bit emotional when you told me your rank. Where'd that come from? I get emotional because I have a lot going on. And I feel like um, I homeschool my children. Um, I'm a single mother. I am. um, I have five children. I have, I have to work outside the home. And when I made the decision, like I I'm buying a house next year, come hell or high water, I'm buying a house next year. And the reason I think I get emotional about that is because I feel like I sold myself out because I filled up all of my time when my children are not with me with cleaning houses so that I could pay the bills instead of taking the chance and doing the business thing because during quarantine, um, I had nothing else to do except for Plexus and I ranked up once and that was it. So I don't feel confident enough in myself to take the chance. To take the chance. What do you mean by that? To be all in with Plexus and ditch all of the, all of the cleaning jobs. And me, so your your main your main job is to clean houses. Yes. And in your mind, when you think about going all in with Plexus, that would mean that you would quit cleaning houses and just do Plexus all day. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And when you think about doing that, your thought is what? Terrified because uh, I don't you feel terrified. But what do you think when you feel terrified? Um. I think, how am I going to pay my bills until I build the business? What's the answer to that question? Clean houses. Okay. And so when you think about 
um, quitting cleaning houses for plexus, what do you think? I think about the practical thing to do is to clean the houses, figure out how to do the plexus on duplexes in my times that I'm not cleaning houses and not homeschooling the children, which the children have been amazing every day. Um, we've been taking 12 to two to work. Um, we've been doing a zoom Holly and I, and we've been working and the children have been really great about going and doing their own thing so that we can do that. So I, I do feel, you know, I just have to keep doing that until I can stop cleaning and replace that income with plexus income. And you, you went into the past for a minute and you said, I ranked up once and that's why I can't go all in with plexus. What was the, and well, it was during quarantine. There was nothing else. There were no other jobs. And so I was doing, I mean, that's all I had was plexus. And my, my point there was that I only ranked up once during all of the quarantine time. And I guess I feel like I should have done more. I should have, I mean, my, my point was that, you know, I had all that time to do something great and I did a little bit of great, but I didn't do enough great that I could not go back to work doing something else. So I only ranked up once during all of quarantine. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's something, there was something else that you said, and that's why I can't go all in. That's why I still feel like I have to have a side job or, you know, the cleaning jobs. Because you didn't rank up fast enough. What do you mean by that? Produce enough income in order to not go back. So I trying to figure out where this feeling of terrified comes from. (laughs) Explain that to me. Terrified that I can't take care of my kids. Terrified that we're going to not be able to pay our bills. There we go. Okay. So you have two jobs right now. You clean houses and you have your plexus business. Right. Right. And you just want to do your plexus business. I'd love that. You'd love that. That's the goal. Just only work plexus, homeschool kids, be home with them, not have to leave the home, single mom, five kids. Right. But when we think about just doing plexus, like your circumstance would be like plexus uh, as my one job, right? My paid job as my one paid job. That is a fact. Plexus as my one paid job right? You think about considering that as your goal. Anytime we have a goal, you can go in the circumstance line, right? So the goal is plexus as my one paid job. And that is just a fact. You're looking at it as a goal. It's a fact. 
And then you have a thought about it. I can't take care of my kids with just that. Right now. And you feel, right, I can't take care of my kids with just that right now. And then you feel terrified. And when you feel terrified, what do you do in your head specifically? Um, I start thinking about money and what needs to pay to be paid. I will probably do a budget and I will probably, um, I mean, I, I do a budget every month anyway, but I like redo it to see what it all looks like. Um, I've sometimes I'll pick up an extra cleaning job and do it just because it's like, well, there that's done. And the money's in my pocket and it, you know, I can do that in a, in a day, you know, it's not everything, but it's, it will help contribute. So I'll do something, but it's typically, I think about, it's not plexus related. Mm -hmm. So what are you not doing when you're terrified? We know you're you're having money scarcity, you redo the budget, you go over the bills, you decide to pick up an extra cleaning job. What do you not do when you're terrified? I will um you said nothing plexus. I will not post. Um and I will not reach out because I'm feeling that way. Anything else you're not doing? Um, Cleaning my house. I do enjoy doing that. It's a great buffer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So sometimes when you're terrified, you clean your house. Yes. I'll do that. Um, I won't be social with people. Um, I just kind of hide. Avoid people like family? What do you mean by people? Pretty much everybody. I'll just, like, I live out on a farm, so I'll just hide. And I'll just stay out on the farm, and I won't get on my phone, and I won't go see my friends, and I won't do anything. I'll just hide at home. Mm -hmm. And the result is really, I'm not taking care of me. I don't know what to say there. (laughs) What are you thinking? My first thought is, but there's too much to do. I have to keep doing things. So maybe when I hide, that's my way of trying to take care of me. To give myself a break. But you're not giving yourself a break because in your head, all you're thinking about is money, bills, picking up another job. You're not posting. You're not reaching out. You're sometimes cleaning your house, but sometimes you're hiding out on the farm. Did you say? Yeah. Hiding on farm. You're really not taking care of yourself in any of those ways. 
That's a good point. Because you might be away from the kids, right? You're avoiding kids and all people, but you're still not taking care of you. It's not like you're out there like going for a run, clearing your head, listening to a podcast. At least I didn't hear you say any of those things. No, I just sit and well and ruminate. Yeah. Did you hear me explain what the term ruminating means earlier this week? No, tell me. Okay. Do you have cows? I do. Okay. So it comes from the term of what a cow does to chew its food and digest it. Ruminating is the definition of how a cow chews its food and digests it. It's not like humans, right? Now, digestion begins in the mouth with amylase. Who remembers Nutrition 101 from college? This is the only thing I remember. So don't get too impressed here. I don't even, I don't even know where this came from. Okay. But see, I'm so smart. Look at that. Okay. Amylase is an enzyme that begins digestion in the mouth when we put it in our mouths as humans, and then we swallow it and the rest of digestion is done in the gut, right? But for cows, in order to digest their food, they chew their grass and then they swallow it and then they throw it back up and they chew it some more and then they swallow it and then they throw it back up and they chew it some more and then they swallow it and they throw it back up and chew it some more until it's totally digested and they don't have to throw it up again and chew it and, and swallow it again. And it's called ruminating. And that's what you're doing. You're ruminating on money and where you can make more of it and how you don't have enough of it. And in doing so, you are not taking care of yourself and you're not being the mom you want to be. And you're also limiting yourself. And limiting your creativity. Because it's so heavy. It's so like, oh, I can't even think. Right? This is something I'm going to teach in the webinar, you guys. But basically, like, you're, you're, you're on, like, one end of the spectrum. And you're swinging from one end to the other. You're like way up here or way down here, but we need to be like right in the middle. We need to meet in the middle because when we're in the middle, that's where we have creativity and inspiration and imagination. How could we make this work? What could we do? What would create this? I need more money. Money comes and goes. Money ever flows. Money is easy. I can make money so fast. But right now you're like, oh, money's hard to come by. I mean, you didn't say those words. I am surprised that every month um, our bills are paid and we we don't want. And I know that, um, you know, we, we have been, we're blessed. It just, it all works out. And it, um, it sounds so pretty. 
It does. And as a Christian woman, I totally relate to everything that you just said, but at the same time, you're also white knuckle gripping it the entire way. And you're like, oh, we might die. And I am not going to have enough money. Yeah. Like that was one of the things you said, I can't take care of my kids. I can't take care of my kids is one of the thoughts that brought a ton of emotion. Yeah. Right. And then this like Christian woman part of you comes out and it's like, but we've never gone without. There's always enough. We have no need, but you do have needs. You have needs that aren't being met right now that money could fix. And is it possible that God wants to bless you with, with more money? To fix those needs? How? Explain that to me. I, I, I believe that he wants to give me more because he knows that I want to provide for my family. And I do have a lot of big dreams that I know I can do. But it's it's gonna take money. It's gonna take money. And I know that he I have to do my part. And so I guess I feel like I fall short on doing my part. And he's just kind of waiting, like, come on, let's go. And I'm over here doing the ah, <laughs> thing everywhere. Well, and it's kind of interesting that like we go to this place of I fall short doing my part because it actually made me realize that in your actions, we actually have some victimization going on here as well, right? We're like, I'm the victim. I fall short doing my part and it's totally out of my control. Mm. Do you want to know what makes lots of money? Yes. Massive action. Massive. That's it. And I know I only know you through the Zoom screen right here, but from what I gather, you're a homeschooling mom with five kids. You're a single mom and you clean houses and provide for them. And they have no needs or they have no needs. They might have some wants. Not that they, not that they shouldn't have wants. Like I don't want to give my kids everything they want. I could, but I don't want to. Right. But you seem like someone who has the ability to take massive action. Would you agree with that? That that's true about you? Yes. But then we pick this victimization I fall short doing my part. Do you think that God wants you to believe that about you? No. What does he want you to believe about you? He wants me to believe that I am capable of really, really great things. Why does he want that? Because it's how he made me. And because I think that we all are, and that a lot of us will just fall short because we just give up and don't try. 
And so I know that he, he puts it in us. We just, I think we just fall short because of all the other crap that goes through our head. And I always think he's probably up there shaking his head. Girl, why are you believing that? <laughs> yeah, why are you believing that? What's the answer? Um, I don't, I don't want to sound, uh, I've had a lot of trauma with that, with mental stuff in my life, but that's not, that's not, that's just an excuse. It's just a victim thing again. So why am I believing it? And I want to think fear, but fear of what? I mean, for goodness sake, I've I've overcome a lot. So what what is that? Uh, and I also think, you know, it can't be fear of failure because I've done plenty of that and I still have friends and people who love me so <laughs> um you're gonna have to help me out a little bit here I think I need a little pull one of the things that I believe is that there was like a war in heaven before we came here and that we chose to come here to be tested and because we are here it means we're on God's side. Oh. That's my belief. It doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean we always do the right thing. It doesn't mean we don't listen to Satan sometimes. It doesn't mean we don't choose to buffer to be beyond feeling. Right? It just means that like we chose to be here because we are on God's side. We chose to come and get a body to experience all this, this human experience, 50% positive, 50% negative, and then buffering to not feel any of it when we can't take it, right? Right. When we are buffering, we are beyond feeling. And when that's when I believe we are in Satan's power. Yeah. When we can't feel because he can't feel. Right. Because he doesn't have a body. He didn't come. He chose to not come. And so if we are, if the things that you believe about what God wants you to believe, if you're not believing them, who are you believing? Would point to Satan. Could be. Possible. Right. Can't be sure, but it could point in that direction. Right. And it's not that it has to be like dramatic, like, oh, you're following Satan. Like, that's not what we're saying. (laughs) Right. Right. But it's like when Mm -hmm. we believe things about ourselves that we are anything opposite of this amazing creation made by God that we can create and do anything we want because we are made in his image. 
We are his children. We have blood within us from God. And so if that's all true, and I believe that it is, I think most Christians could get on the same page about that. No matter what their religion is, we are his children, right? Right. Which means we have his godly blood in us, which means there is no limit. Because he is limitless. So we are limitless. I agree. So what does that mean for you moving forward? I think, I feel like it means that um, I need to be bolder and I need to not question myself as much. What's that going to look like? Um, well, I just signed up for a Tiffany Peterson eight week class mm-hmm. and I took a chance on me on that. And I'm feeling really good about that. Um, cause I think it's going to help just mindset a lot. Um, but what are your, I want to get really clear on when you say I'm going to be more bold. What is that going to look like? What are your, what is your behavior going to be? Like, show me specifically, tell me what your behavior is going to look like when you are more bold. Um, that means I'm going to make the coffee dates and meet with the people. <laughs> um, that means that I need to stay engaged on social media. And... Does that mean you're going to post? I'm going, I, I'm going to post daily. Okay. And I'm going to keep my stories going. Daily? And, yes. Okay. And it also means that I will reach out every day, even when I have um, a really long cleaning work day. And I don't have any, and I'm tired by the end of the day that even if I reached out to two or three people, that that's better than nothing at all. Mm -hmm. And what are you going to need to feel? What emotion are you going to need to feel to do those things? Um, Determination comes to mind. Okay. And in order to feel determination or determined, we could say, what are you going to have to think and believe about yourself on the daily? That God has great things for me and I need to step it up. What about we change that word need? Okay. God has great things for me. Yes. And I am stepping it up. See the difference between need and am? Need sort of, there's this idea of like, yep, I should. Well, it's a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Circumstance doesn't change. Plexus as my one paid job. You can choose to think, I can't take care of my kids with just that right now. 
which leads to the result of I'm not taking care of me and a lot of ruminating out on the farm (laughs) (laughs) or we can choose this thought. God has great things for me and I am stepping it up, which has you feeling determined. So you make coffee dates, you meet people, you're engaged on social posting daily stories, daily, you reach out daily. And the result of that one, guess what? I am my divine self. Isn't that powerful? I do have a sticker that says, I am one with God, but I like this. I am my divine. I am one with God. We we can't put other people in our result line, but I'll let it slide this one time. <laughs> <laughs> I am my divine self. Yes. Your relationship with money is just simply your thoughts about it. That's all it is. And having money is the difference between having a relationship with money and having a relationship with what money can buy. Right? So I love talking about money because I choose to believe a certain thing about money, certain things about money. These are my beliefs about money. Money solves problems. Money can buy you time and there's nothing more valuable than time. Money can buy you freedom. Money speeds things up. My favorite example of this recently is our amazing community inside our network marketing company raised $60,000 in six hours and got a 20-year-old girl from on a cruise ship in the middle of the Exumas all the way to Utah on two private jets to see her mom before she died. That's what money does. Mm-hmm. Money's amazing. And it was so easy. We did a Facebook post. Money's easy. Money can buy you learning opportunities. Money makes life easier. Money is so fun. (laughs) And I love money. These are my beliefs about money. Guess what? You can choose to have these beliefs about money too. I wrote them down. It's a conscious choice. That's it. Just a choice. We want to hang on to the scarcity because it's, it's what we, you know, are used to. But it's that backpack. You're carrying it around. Let's just put it in the corner. We can get rid of it later. Just put it in the corner. Let it collect some dust till we forget about what's in there. And then we just are like, it's so funny how I used to like look at my bank account and think there's not enough. You know, and then one day you're just like, it's just numbers. 
Money is literally just numbers and they're high and they're low and they come and they go. Money's easy. You make money with massive action. That's it. So easy. The more you believe it, the greater action you will take, the more determined you will feel, the bigger result you will get. I promise you. All right. Thanks for getting coached today. You're welcome. My pleasure. Truly. All right. We'll see you back here tomorrow, guys. 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, mountain time. Bye. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.